Yo, yo, welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast. If you're new to the channel, please hit the like button as well as the subscribe button. And if you want to uh, jump ahead to the topics for today, check the description box if you're on YouTube. What's good, Danny? How you been? It's good, bro. Just got back from Cancun, um, I guess less, like less than 24 hours ago. Uh, nice. Fun trip. Um, not what I expected, bro. Like, uh, not going to lie to you. For some, it was like a poor communication from like everyone involved. So side note, my girl's like best guy friend from high school. He was getting married. Uh, they were actually they already got married last year, but like they had to cancel the wedding in Cancun, so uh-huh. they couldn't get their money back or some shit. So like everyone just kept the reservation. They you know agreed to do it this past weekend. Um, but I was under the impression it's gonna be like yo low key weekend, like let's go to Cancun, just relax by the pool. And bro, <laughs> it wasn't any of that shit. This <laughs> fucking like yeah, we could if you would have told me a time machine happened and we went back to like sophomore year in college. Like and spring, that's what it was, though. And again, it was fine, though. Like I, like you know, I'm naturally an introvert, but if I need to turn it on, like I'll fucking turn it on. So yeah. we were raging all day, like every day, all day, bro. Like fuck, man. Like it's 10 a.m. There's like group chats, like text call, like yo, come by the pool, we're drinking. I'm like, bro, we just woke up. We don't. What are we doing? <laughs> this but, was at 10 a.m. Bro, 10 a.m. Bro, like Damn. morning, early, dog. Like because our our Dude, first of all, it was a five-star hotel. Like, shit was great, bro. Like, it was... I don't want anyone to get twisted. Like, the, the trip was great. Location was phenomenal. Wedding was beautiful. Like, all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, bro. Like, I would look out the hotel thing, and I'm like, yo, they're already out there. Like, they're out there. Like, they're, like, early. And I'm just like... Right. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, because I... I mean, I don't know. Just when I hear the words Cancun, I don't think relaxing at all i know dude i but i get i I guess it it was more to the poor communication part about it like uh i was blaming my girl the whole time i'm like how did you know this blah 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 but then i as i met other people in the wedding party bro they also like had no real idea like what was gonna go down so i was like all right it wasn't really her fault like i think everybody was just happy to go to cancun but again i don't know i i just think i think i told myself oh bro i'm taking four days off work i'm just gonna go there stay at the hotel the whole time and relax yeah, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, it must have just been my own preconceived notions. But I was like, yeah, bro, we're going to go there, do nothing, relax, go to the beach, have a spa day. Bro, no. This shit was fucking, like, legit. First thing in the morning, get your ass to the pool, drink for, like, six hours, go to the room and fuck, and then take a nap, and then go right back out and keep drinking. And so God knows when. But I'm pretty sure... The four nights there, bro, like, me and my girl blacked out three of them and, like, just ended up in bed. Like, together, thank God. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? like, like just, you know, like, it was just wild, dog. And, like, we woke up one morning and, like, we hear, like, the they had, like, an upstairs terrace for us. I'm uh-huh. like, yo, why the fuck is the upstairs thing open? And then it was up and, like, apparently we were there the night before to, like, whatever time in the jacuzzi. And then she just realized that because, like, the jacuzzi's, like, overflowing and our clothes are all wet on the floor. Like, everything we were wearing the night before was upstairs. And I'm just like, bro, what happened? I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I mean, I definitely... You guys, both of you, like, didn't really post very much at all. Yo, um, exactly, dude. Like, so was I was no- like, either they're having the time of their life or this shit's whack as fuck. There's, like, no in-between. Well, it was the time of our lives because, again, we were lit, like, lit, lit every second there. Um, But, yeah, dude, like, it was, 
Tokyo in 10. So I really need a vacation just like I know I need like two days break. So God willing for Memorial Day, I can, uh, you know, do that as well. But yeah, man, that was my weekend. Came back COVID free, convinced myself. I know I said it last time on the podcast, but definitely getting vaccinated now because like, yo, there is anxiety when you're getting tested in a foreign country and like, fuck, bro. Like, I really can't get stuck here. You know what I mean? Like, I that can't happen, dog. So I'd rather just remove all doubt and just get the vaccine to feel, uh, you know, more confident about it. For sure. Yeah, actually, uh, I mean, that, that was like the biggest news for my weekend was I got my second shot on Sunday. And how did your uh, body react? Terrified because uh, I didn't feel have any symptoms the first shot. So this time I'm like, I'm definitely going to end up in a fucking coma or something. Um, but it's been two days since I got the shot. Haven't felt anything. So nice. uh, thankful. I feel lucky I haven't had any symptoms. I took Pfizer. I don't know if that... I know it's the most popular one for sure. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but... I heard that's the only done. one that's become fully FDA approved. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that feels good. I, God forbid someone takes Johnson & Johnson and like airlines and shit don't accept it like two years from now because it's yeah. not approved but um yeah i'm over with that so finally got my card completed um and looking forward to doing everything without having to uh fucking get tested yeah well i think you still gotta get tested but you're not i think as of right now the test like having it just gives you the confidence you can go places and then come back and yeah, like yeah. you're not gonna get it hopefully right because i think there's right, still a right. chance you can get it but yeah, because yeah. the U.S. is still doing, you need to have a negative test to get back in the country. Um, vaccine or no vaccine. Dude, but I felt bad, though. So in Mexico, I'm sure we I mean, I probably know by the time of your wedding, but like, as I've been there twice now in the last two months. So at the Airbnb, like the Airbnb host arranged for us to get tested there. And at the hotel, they had like a completely, a complete, like, they turned the teen club into a COVID testing center throughout the day. Because, again, they don't want to fuck up tourism for themselves. Like, yeah, you need a COVID test. We'll take care of it, including the fee. Don't worry about it. So they do, like, 14 people at a time, bro. And in our group of 14, like, she wasn't a part. This woman wasn't a part of, like, the wedding party. But just, like, the woman who happened to get tested at the same exact time as Gina and I. Yeah, she was cracking jokes the entire time. She's like, it's going to come back negative. Like, what are the odds? But, like, just making fun of this shit. And then once the results were about to come in, she was like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be that fucking ruins this for all of us? Bro, everyone came back negative except her. Except who? Except the girl who was making jokes. Oh, wow. Yo, so she wow. was cracking jokes like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And the bitch was like, is you. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. you're the one. So, bro, that I felt bad for her. Her friends were dying. So, yo, what that meant is that she had it in court. Luckily, the hotel was like, if you get COVID here, you can stay for free in the room. So at least that's taken care of. But she has to now quarantine for 14 days in that room and then get a negative result before going home. I'd lose my fucking mind. Lose your fucking mind, I already did mind, lose my mind doing that shit. Right. And you're like, oh, but you're at a five-star hotel. Yeah, you're at a five-star hotel where you can't leave the fucking room, dog. No, like, it doesn't matter where. Unless you're like at Bieber's house or some shit, it's not Yeah. Fun. Yeah, where the whole house is your quarantining, right? Like, except, yeah, yeah nah, dog. This was, I, then because of that, like, I already had anxiety, like, while waiting. But seeing come back positive, 
I was like, bro, like, he's actually dumb. Like, there's no, I, yo, it'll just fuck up everything. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm like, yo, come uh, the your June, I'm getting vaccinated for sure. Nice. Are you are you gonna do oh, Pfizer? Man. You don't know yet, or like whatever's available. You just nah, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Pfizer. I, I know there's a. Uh, I think the CVS by my house is doing Pfizer. Um, Publix is doing Johnson and Johnson. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Pfizer. It's the one that's approved first. So, you know, you said you just had it, and um, you know, you were good. And dude, I don't know what the fuck I have right now, but like, I gotta have some antibodies who are on steroids right now, bro, because <laughs> these clubs at the fucking Cancun hotel were, bro. Like this, like so, I was in it, bro. Like I told it. you, it's the hype. <laughs> Once COVID gets up to like six feet, it just disappears. Dude, that has to be <laughs> what it is, bro. Because I was in that bitch, and like you know, I feel absolutely fine. So, God willing, it stays that way. But definitely gonna get that vaccine just to feel a little bit more uh, secure. Um, and obviously, I won't bring up any names or uh, you know, company names up. But how's uh, these first two months of work been? Um, getting into more of a routine now as far as like your actual tasks or just yeah. a bit of training yeah so the past couple of weeks were the first um was the first time where i was pretty much uh set in my role and you know doing all the responsibilities i was expected to do trainings over for the most nice. part so all that's out the way now i have a sense of what my life quote unquote is gonna look like here so it's all been smooth. Definitely, probably one of the lowest stress uh, positions I've ever had, which is good. Um, there's just something about working on the ad agency side where you're just grinding 24-7. Yeah. Uh, and you're like the client's bitch, so to speak, and just have to have to be available at all times of the day it feels like and it's really a hit or miss too because when you're on the ad agency side you you might have like two dope clients and then one of them leaves uh to another agency or for whatever reason maybe they launch a new product or something and then all of a sudden work picks up and you're working you're going from leaving work at five to leaving at seven every day so i was sick of that lifestyle and never really knew how or when i was going to leave it and COVID was kind of a blessing in disguise because it drove me crazy to the point where I was like, I just need to get out and then yeah. uh, found something better. So definitely pleased with it so far. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, I was going to say that though, like, but like it's still early on, but like, do you just know enough of like how like operations are done that you feel confident it's going to kind of stay like this? Like I'll never go crazy like uh, six months from now? Yeah, I would say based on what I've heard, because I've, I've done a lot of, lot of one-on-ones with people and yeah, okay. uh, with nice. the same role and different on different teams and different offices, and they've all pretty much said the same thing. Obviously, it varies, but um, based on what I know, it won't really change too much. Um, maybe around the holidays, but like even then, it's it's never going to get that crazy. Mm. Just, that's just part of how things operate because we're not really a, a client so to speak we're like kind of consultants so we don't have that rapid um communication um that you would on the ad agency side where they're constantly asking for stuff every day uh nice. and then you have meetings all day and every day whereas now it's like i don't have to deal with any of that stuff at that level at least nice nice that's awesome that's awesome especially if that we already I've spoken offline to bigger companies, so to have that on your resume and peace of mind, and like hopefully you enjoy what you're doing for years to come, like that's uh that's amazing. 
Yep. Yeah, fingers crossed. Awesome, bro. Great. Well, guys, honestly, it's been a, a bit of a slow news week. Uh, Blair and I were talking offline. Like, yo, what the fuck happened last week? I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really hear much. But yeah. uh, that gives us a chance to, you know, put more theories out there here on Audio Theory. Um, but not one theory, but one that I feel like we have to talk about just to do justice to what we've been talking about since pretty much we got into quarantine. A lot is the Black Lives Matter movement. I think the, the peak of that movement, if you look back to the last 12 months, was exactly a year ago yesterday uh when george yep. floyd was uh was murdered um obviously we know that that per- the main guy I, I forget his name but the main guy who had his knee on his neck uh, Derek uh chauvin I chauvin think. yeah yeah so he's yeah. been convicted of murder thank god um i know the other uh officers are also trying to get uh the, the state's trying to get them convicted on something as well so you like how like looking back man like that first of all i was like i can't believe that shit was a year ago like that's wild Um, and how do you like, do you think there's been like a a tangible or of a change in the tides when it comes to America? Like, do you think like from this as a black man, just bring it home to yourself? Like, do you feel safer out here since that? Yeah. Um, I mean, like numbers wise, obviously that's separate. What you just asked me, I'm not too sure. Like brutality's down up or whatever but in terms of feeling safer i do think or at least i would hope that cops generally are more cautious when they are in these situations Mm -hmm. um and i don't think i'm ever really that afraid so like i was actually pulled over uh like the first week i moved to San Francisco because I was making a U-turn to get into a spot. Nobody was fucking coming my way. Nobody was behind me. And of course, this bitch ass cop pulled me over. <laughs> um, I was so angry. I'm just like, these these are the ins and they, and and that's the sad thing is minor things like this could end up in someone getting shot. And not to be dramatic, but like quite literally, a lot of these innocent traffic stops turn into situations where someone ends up dead. And you could argue that. You know, the maybe if I was disrespectful and had a gun, obviously I deserve to fucking be arrested or whatever. But at the same time, it's like, why is why are people with guns enforcing a fucking U-turn like that? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, during that stop, I didn't, I wasn't fearful for my life. I mean, I'm always like respectful to cops and haven't had any crazy situations. But then again, you never know who you're dealing with. Um, and what they might be thinking Um, so long story short I I think I do feel um, a bit better I feel like like unanimously everyone agreed that Derek Chauvin was in the wrong regardless of how conservative or liberal you are I didn't hear anybody around me say it was justified Um, yeah I think it definitely set an example but I think we still have a long ass way to go um, I don't think this is like the end of anything, even though he was convicted. Yeah. 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 I, I would have to agree with that. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing would be people unanimously thought prior to the verdict for sure he's going to be guilty, but he should be guilty. Sorry. But we have so much of history to prove that it's probably not going to happen. Right. Like mm-hmm. we should have had no doubt in our minds, but there was so much doubt. That one, like, he got convicted of everything. We were like, holy shit. Like, what just happened, right? So, yeah. it kind of sucks that uh, we felt that way. Also, this was, 
I think like 10 months after the murder. So like it really took 10 months since George Floyd's murder for us to feel like actual change, right? Because like, yeah, I, I would say like in those 10, 10 months, bro, there were multiple murders of, of black men after that, black women as well. Um, we had the protests, right? Uh, and then not to obviously like say that, you know, I mean, maybe America just has HDHD, uh, ADHD, because there's just so much fucking shit going on. But then, like, we also got, like, not distracted because it was a, an important situation as well, but, like, Asian hate became a thing, remember? And then it was, like, that became, like, the only focus. So I don't know, man. Like, it just felt like there was so much going on, and, like, it was just hard to pinpoint any actual thing besides, like, finally, this person got convicted. And then yeah. we hope that people like well the well, cops will act differently moving forward right like but again it took 10 months so i think we're really not going to have a proper like analyst of like of this for like another fucking year or so or two years and just right. see the numbers set. yeah for sure and i think what makes this situation in general just everything going on more confusing is a lot of people are having trouble detaching black lives matter from like police brutality and i think some people even black people people have argued uh, that BLM has like ulterior motives and have done like the the higher ups have done shady things and laundered money and all kinds of shit. So when when people see like cases of I don't know, founder buys ten million dollar home or some shit with funding, right. they look at that and then they're like, okay, then police brutality is a myth, and then they fucking right. look and the and other there's way. A, there's, a, there's a cause and everything, and mm -hmm. it's like it's not the same thing. Yeah. And then with the Asian stuff, a lot of the videos show black people beating up Asians and then the news outlets aren't saying black, like a black male beat up this person. They're just saying Asian person attacked. And a lot of people are reading that as, oh, the media is protecting right. black people against Asians. So then that movement is like, fuck BLM. And then it's even bleeding into this Palestine-Israel thing where people are like, the Israel pro-israel folks are saying blm supporting palestine and terrorists because they're terrorists too and i'm just like all right i don't know who the fuck is right at this point but Bro, we need to figure all. out how to just not hate each other like can we just facts. do that facts dude <laughs> and then like sometimes like it gets confused and this is like this is not crazy like we started about george floyd and we're talking about israel and palestine right it's not how crazy like the world is right now but like i was when i was in cancun i saw like people were posting like blue not blue boxes but blue like a like your whole Instagram story was just blue, like the like the whatever yeah. twenty second was just a blue filter, and then I, it was like for anti-Semitism, and I'm like, do we have to do this? Like, don't people just know? Like, don't do that. You know what I mean? But then yeah. like, yes, bro, because the same thing is like anti-hate, and then like you know, Black Lives Matter. Like sometimes it's like the most obvious shit, but like you need kind of a reminder of like, yo, like we're saying this because shit's happening against us, right? So. It's just, yeah, it's just wild, bro. Like, you would think, again, back to, like, even when we were in this exact moment a year ago, you would think, like, we would just be better as, like, a whole. And, like, it's really fucking sad that we're not. This shit is super political. This shit is more about, like, generating wealth for, like, the super wealthy and keep these countries rich than it is about, you know, the everyday person who's, like, you know, like you think about like army guys coming back from like literally risking their lives for, you know, whatever country, bro, America, Israel, Palestine, like whatever. And then coming home and like they and their families still being treated like shit 
because of the color of their skin. Right? Like that's the fucking crazy part. For sure. Um, and with the whole Israel Palestine situation, honestly, I mean, it's still pretty confusing to me, but um, someone who I won't name was who I'm friends with was posting pretty heavily about it um, because her, I guess, she's Jewish and her ancestors, uh, if I'm not getting this wrong, uh, are from Israel mm. and obviously passionate about the whole situation. But um, she was kind of demanding that people post uh, about this situation. And I thought it was just tricky for me. One, I don't like turning my in, uh, social media into like a political sure, sure, sure. Uh, forum for, for people to you know, get upset with, especially a situation like this, because this shit is runs deep as hell versus like BLM. I think at the time it was more simple. It's like, all right, I'm black. Like, please stop treating us like shit. Yeah, like, I think like, <laughs> yeah, like, like it was pretty straightforward. It was pretty straightforward. It's like, yeah. hey, I, I don't want to die. So like, yeah. please stop. Can you just stop, please? Yeah. Or is this shit like, I, I, one day I'm like, I see pro Palestine shit, and the next I see pro Israel, and I'm like, I don't want to get in the middle of this shit because I don't want to yeah, have no. a dog in this, this fight. This is like, like, I agree with you 100%, bro. I'm going to cut you off. It's like, you have to, like, if you're not a part of it, like, get, like, yeah. Black Lives Matter for you, pretty much for me as well. Like, it was more so, like, we get it. Like, it makes sense, right? Either I'm affected by it personally or my best friends are or my darker family members are like, I get that one and I have a fear. This one does it like, or even like Asian hate, like that affects you, bro. You are going to marry a Korean woman. Like you have a fucking interest of like, I don't want my wife to get knocked the fuck out on the way to Starbucks on a yeah. fucking Tuesday. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, with this though, we have no idea what the fuck's going on. Uh, dude, it was so confusing for me. Cause I like my feet opens up. It's all pro Palestine everything bro like even my yeah. israeli friends and then the next day well this is fucking bullshit anti-semitism is still a thing i'm like but what what changed bro like it's yeah. only been fucking 24 hours so yeah yeah, dude, like this is shit you have to like educate yourself on um because you i don't want to offend friends on both sides and i don't want to sound ignorant um i think both sides kind of have a point off the limited knowledge i've understood in the past like right six days but like, I don't know enough, dog. So I'm like, pretty much like, I want to educate my, I will. But until I do, like, there's no way I'm going to have an audio theory on some shit I have no fucking right. idea about. And the crazy thing, too, is like, who do you get the education from? Because if you get educated by your yep. Muslim or pro-Palestine friend, he's going to give you a whole different story than your Jewish or Israel friend. And finding a biased person on either side is going to be incredibly difficult. So that's why I'm like, I just want peace i don't think anyone should attack someone for being jewish obviously or vice versa if you're muslim like you shouldn't be called a terrorist just because you're fuck you uh practice yeah. islam yeah dude and it's wild bro so i was watching so in mexico bringing it back to mexico i love how this is like going all over the place uh in mexico <laughs> there was one night that uh my girlfriend got sick um so she decided like we decided to stay in the room and i was like thank god um so we just stayed in the room and watched movies she passed out. I kept watching movies. And I was watching uh, Ted, like the movie with Mark Wahlberg and the Talking Bear. Yeah. And, bro, there's so many. And that movie only came out like four or five years ago, bro. There are so many lines in that movie that if they were said now, everyone's fucking canceled, bro. Yeah. Canceled, bro. 
Cancel the bear. Cancel Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Everyone's fucking canceled. Bro, he went up to, the teddy bear went up to Norwood Jones and was like, uh-huh. thank you for 9-11. Like, I was like, bro. Like, but oh, that's yeah. the kind of shit that would fly back then. But obviously would never fucking fly now. Um, but yeah, dude, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's, I don't want to, like, direct people, but we fuck with Flagrant, too. Like, there's, they got a guy on the show called Dove um, that's actually, like, uh, from Morocco, but Jewish. So he's technically a bit of both. Like, he's Arabic, but is actually Jewish. So he gave a cool perspective. Uh, misphrase him, but, like, if you guys want an education, that go to the Flagrant 2 podcast from, like, a week and a half, a week or two weeks ago um, when this all went down because... That's where I got my initial education from, and then I went on to do my own research. But that's kind of, I feel like, where you would go to, like, someone who kind of has already their foot in, on both sides of this, right? Because right. Dude, so many Israeli people were moved away from their country and ended up in Israel, you know, like, you know, as, like, because Jews are being kicked out of all over the world, it seems, for, like, since time has been invented. So they just ended up in Israel, but may have been in another Arabic country before that, so... It's wild how all this stuff comes almost from what I've heard. This is about land, but like it's also because of religion. And it's yeah. like, it's wild how like religion, which again, as a Christian man, I wholeheartedly believe in, but there's also not a lot of data to back it up besides faith. But that means we're, they're making life threatening decisions based off faith and right. saying like it's okay <laughs> because God gave me the entitlement to fight for my land. And then it's like, okay, but like, do you have a text message to confirm this? Yeah. Because like, bro, like, we don't have... Right. So, you know, it's wild, dog. It is yeah. wild. I'm glad he brought that up because I have absolutely nothing against uh, people who are religious. Um, and I myself am not religious, but I'm def- 100% not atheist. Right. Um, and... I th- I thought about I actually talked to my brother about it because he kind of has friends who are Jewish and um, Muslim as well, and he basically was like, honestly, I, he feels like a lot of the issue stems from religion, and that's not to say religion like you shouldn't be religious, but to your point, making life threatening decisions because of it just seems very dangerous and like hypocritical in a way, and and it's just uh, almost like an excuse like. Mm-hmm. God wants me to have this, therefore I can kill you. Or yeah. God said, you know, I should do this. And I think that's just a crazy way to think if it's going to end someone's life. Right, dude. And they're saying, again, so a lot of people, Israeli, are saying that the people who are doing this in Palestine are a terrorist organization that are using God as an excuse. Um, so that's the pro, That's from what I heard, that's the pro-Israeli side. It's like, yo, this is a terrorist group doing this. They, we have no issue with Palestine, like Palestine. It's them that we have an issue. So, bro, it's wild, man. It's it's crazy, and I, I think America has a lot of similar situations, bro, like this as well. That we just kind of like it happened so long ago, but like we just like let it ride. Like, I mean, we do when there was Indians here, right? Native Americans, from different religion. And then I think like pilgrims came over and said, this is God given land to us. So we're going to destroy you unless you give it to us. You know what I mean? Like yeah. God was using a lot of this stuff. So, and like, again, it's easy for us now to say like, Oh my God, why would you like as a, Amer- us as an America, like, why would you do that? Blah, blah, blah. But 
are it seems like any way to get fucking you know land going back to hundreds of thousands of, like thousands of years ago this was the way god has t- sent me here on a crusade and i'm gonna take this land in the name of god and for country and it's just like mm-hmm. right bro but like i don't i don't can you can you verify this? Can you call them? Because <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you know, it's it's wild, man. And then it goes back to like it's just one God. Again, I'm I'm 100 Christian. I believe that God does talk to us, but I don't know. Like it's 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 really even for me. Again, faith is just like, you know a thought, an idea. Like and you feel it, but it's hard yeah. for me to justify. Like damn, bro. Like I don't I don't see how God would let, you know pull up on you and be like, yo, like I need you to go, you know, rock and take him out because that's your land. Like really? Like it has yeah. to be. There has to. Like, I, I don't. Know, I feel like my God wouldn't do that. Right, and it, it sounds crazy too because it's like, uh, I mean, if if you and when I say you generally, if you believe in God, uh, you would think you would just want all of us to serve Him. So like, why couldn't these people who are quote unquote in your space who are serving Him do that? Um, and I'm just saying shit just based on like the very, very little that I know about this situation, but it seems like human uh, greed in a sense is, is being, they're masking it with religion. And sure. I say they loosely, just people in general. Like I don't, sure. I'm not picking sides, but I feel like it's convenient for people to say, Hey, my religion says I should do this. Therefore um, I'm going to use that to, get what i want kind of thing yeah yeah and again to be very clear again this is coming from two dudes who don't we're admitting we don't know enough about this but it's just from what we do know it just seems very hard to pick a side um i honestly think both sides probably are right and it's just you know again dude i remember being a child like growing up in new york and like looking at the news and like always asking my like i do actually thinking about this now always asking my mom like mom why is bill clinton always in israel talking about peace in the middle east like why is that a thing and like even like back then bro as a six-year-old like why is this always a thing and so right. dude, think about that like that was probably happening way before i was uh, both of us were ever even born mm-hmm. so clearly like us being dumbfounded and trying to figure this out isn't a new thing because like these like them like palestine and israel have not been able to figure this shit out for thousands of years so yeah to think two kids on a podcast you know at fucking 9 30 at night are gonna figure this out like clearly like we're not but it just yeah. seems at the core of this it seems like it's based on things that are hard to define which makes it easier for both of them to be impulsive mm-hmm. about it. yeah 100 percent agree it's just one of those it's unfortunate that it's just another label that we can divide people by like the conservatives like the trump supporters are on the side of israel and then the liberals are on the side of palestine and it's just yet another thing for americans to fucking hate each other over which is wild though because like um yeah i feel like that was a recent change though because i I feel like in like even like bill clinton going back to like my like democrat even like obama i guess obama did a couple things with like the iranian deal I guess a lot of people thought like that was the shift that made like Democrats become like more on like the Arabic side where it really was just like a good fucking, it seemed like a good deal for everyone involved. So yeah, dude, it's, it's, yeah, it's just become very divisive. And like, I see friends on both sides posting things and like somewhat calling out each other. Like, 
don't fucking post shit about what you don't know about. And I'm like, but do you know everything that you need to know about this? Because, right. again, like you said, like, Black Lives Matter movement, you don't know fucking every ins and out of that movement. You just know what feels right to you. So you're, you're going to share it if, you, if it feels close to your heart. But, like, you don't right. know everything. Like, dude, it takes two seconds to fucking share something because you're fucking in the mood animated right. about it. And it like, has a pretty little picture with all the, the statistics next yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah, you don't know that shit's accurate. Like, that's just some fucking dude maybe clickbaiting you, and they know the algorithm is going to fucking keep posting it over and over again. You know, it comes to like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, again, rightly so, if are offended by what's happening and hurt by this, but I think the people calling out others to fi- find out more about this also probably need to find out more about it. For sure. Yeah, so that's a year on from George Floyd, and you know we're the world is still fucked. It's, <laughs> it's what we're, we got into there. But uh, uh, again, salute to uh, his family. Uh, I, I, I always remember that image of uh, his daughter on Stephen Jackson's shoulder saying, "My daddy yeah. changed the world." So in hindsight, he did because I do. Back to our first point, I do think uh, Derek Chauvin going to jail is going to change how police officers police. Um, but overall, I think the world is still kind of fucked, and we need to be better. Is my is my uh, is our saying. Absolutely. Right now. Um, all right, man. We'll switch to the music. Um, what we do best, what we know best. So, a couple things. Uh, I did not watch the Billboard Awards, but as I was flipping through the channels in Cancun, I did catch a full Drake speech. So, pretty cool. We mentioned before, Drake won Artist of the Decade, rightly fucking so. He had his whole crew behind him. Had his fucking gorgeous little boy with him holding the trophy. So just like a great moment, bro. And again, Drake looks fucking, you know, phenomenal. Like, I think he was posting shit about him working out. He He's only 33 or 34 years old. But it was dope just to visually see a young ass dude, like, on that stage, getting the flowers that he fucking deserves. Which any artist, not him specific, but any artist that has achieved what Drake has, deserves a moment where the entire world just stops and just says, dude, bravo. And yeah. like, that was dope, bro. That was the coolest. And it was cool that in that moment that he was finally being acknowledged that he had his son and literally all the guys that he's been riding with since day one, like right there with him. So just visually, I think that was probably the highlight for me when I was going through all the YouTube clips and the highlights of like, wow, this looked fucking like a, a real fucking moment in music. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, it always sucks when these artists pass away and then they want to give them 10 Grammys and shit after the fact. But Drake, like he, and it goes to show how much of a force he is. Like you have absolutely no choice but to acknowledge everything he's accomplished. Um, his speech was very humble, like no, not gimmicky and and he didn't have to prove himself and shit. Like, and that's it makes it even crazier because like, it's still I, I think I don't realize how big the award was because of how obvious it yeah. almost seems like he deserved it. I was just like, yeah, give him a fucking artist of the universe award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are we kidding here? Uh, yeah. so I think that that's insane how much he's accomplished. And I remember you sent me that clip of like 250 songs on the billboard and this and that and I'm just Dude, like more than Elvis shit. more than Elvis like yo when you start no. comparing him to other artists it's like I like again we always do this thing like even in basketball where it's like no one could ever keep, compete with Michael Jordan and then you're like well I mean statistically not people can you know what I mean so again like 
if we're just looking at like the statistics of what Drake has done beyond what the music makes us feel, it's staggering what mm-hmm. he's doing in like the history books of what music consumption is. Yeah. And regardless of, you know, how big his team is or if people are feeding him ideas for hooks and stuff like, I think people fail to realize it's not that easy to like just do this shit. Like if, yeah. if it was that easy, there would be a hundred different Drakes and these labels would just make it happen. But people are just looking for a reason to basically say it's not possible and therefore they can't do it unless they cheat themselves. Like, yep. oh, Drake did it because he has 50 writers. Therefore, you know, me as a musician, I can't do that shit. So if I was signed to Little Wayne, obviously I would blow up. And they yeah. forget that, like, at one point, like, Young Money had 35 fucking people in that roster. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like, and, like two are relevant right now. So, like, it's, right. it's not that easy. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, big ups to him. I'm really, really curious to see how far he'll go. Cause, go, because, uh, damn, I had a fucking Canadian accent this time. <laughs> two seconds. Uh, <laughs> how far he'll go, because he's, like, one of the few artists where I feel like he's pigeonholed and I, I don't like that word necessarily but he's so tunnel vision on like music that mm-hmm. he's not really concerned with other shit like oh I'm gonna do this clothing brand or pursue basketball like yeah. Cole or whatever so I don't think he'll be like a Jay-Z where he's gonna have a suit and tie and like do billionaire boy shit for yeah. five years like he, I feel like Drake might do this shit till he's 55 or something which is dude, which I think would just be a blessing for us right that means 20 mm-hmm. more years of Drake music which is wild um but bro yeah i'm excited man like i'm excited um it's fun to see that he is the bar whatever he achieves next is the bar he set for himself because like i feel like initially it was like well he'll never be as big as jc and kanye and it's like well musically bro like he might be as big already now you know what I mean? So yeah. whatever happens next, it's just really Drake trying to beat Drake. I, I honestly think like at this point, like I respect a little baby, little, you know, I, I'm excited for the little baby and Dirk release this Friday. That's going to be great. But like little baby is nowhere near. Like we can't be giving rappers who have a good 16 months. Like, no, it's not even, I you know, it's not up. close. You know what I mean? Like no. Bow Wow had a longer fucking career. So we got to, like, Drake is just competing with Drake at this point. Um, so hopefully another rapper comes along like me. I'm sure Drake gets competitive when he has these guys on their, like, on their, like, on their songs or on his songs. Like, who's going to have the best verse? But he knows the only person he's competing with is himself at this point. For sure. And my, and this is not a knock to Baby, but my girl doesn't even know who Lil Baby is. And... Drake is one of those artists. I was actually thinking about this the other night, like what distinguishes A-list for Speedless and, and all that. And Drake is one of those artists where, you know, the the middle-aged woman who's not in tune with rap at all will be like, oh yeah, like, like my son listens to him probably, or I've yeah. heard him before, or I recognize his face. I don't know a song, but I recognize him. Those are the artists that, I to get to that level, I think is really, really fucking difficult to do. Dude. Passive, yo, yes, dude. People who aren't even music fans know who the fuck Drake is. And yeah. that's wild, right? Like, low-key, like, there's probably a lot of places Drake can't go right now and not get recognized. And, mm-hmm. like, 
I think maybe Little Baby in America, but dude, I feel like there's probably a few places Little Baby can go to in America and people will be oh, like, for oh, sure. that's just another like a famous black person with jewelry. Like, I don't know who that yeah. is, but I'm sure he's famous, but like, I don't know him. Like, people yeah. like see Drake and like, yo, I know who the fuck that is. Yeah. So, um, again, he's only competing with himself. I mean, I think that's a, a blessing where your only competition is your, your own history. You're not like trying to chase something. Um, so hopefully that still gives him the fire. You know, hopefully it's not a blessing in disguise where he's like not that motivated anymore. But yeah. from what it seems like, I think we're we're just lucky that we're gonna have, you know, God willing, plenty more years of uh, Aubrey. For sure, he he needs to drop that goddamn album because at this point I'm it's I like know, detox. Dog, dog. Like, I'm just like I guess I'm never getting it. Fuck. Yeah, but I feel like our only clue as of now is that we're still gonna get it. Is that little fucking heart he keeps yeah. putting in his head? So I'm like, yo, it's still there. Like, it's still yeah. there. So when that shit goes away, when he fucking fades it out, I'm like, oh, we're fucked, bro. It's not dropped yeah. it. But as long as we have a little heart in his head, I think we're in a in a good spot. But I kind of want to bring it back to something you said. Um, well, a lot of people think, well, it's easy for Drake because he had these many writers, right? So kind of like brought up mm-hmm. a topic we wanted to talk about as far as like industry plans. Um, so I guess what a loose way to uh, identify industry plan is like, pretty much a record label just finds any artist kind of throws money at it and like puts them with the best writers best producers and like do everything they can as far as like money wise to make that person hit is that a a good definition yeah and i think the only thing to add to it is they do all that shit and they make it look organic or they come across as if it's organic and they have an organic fan base and everything 100 percent, right so i think that's a good conversation especially in a slow news week um, does it matter? You know what I mean? Does it matter if it's organic or does it matter that, you know, the hustle is being documented and you actually believe, um, you know, what the artist is doing, right? So 6 9 claims right now that he's making 500K a show after being proven in court documents, documentaries that he's not that guy. This, this, uh, clearly people don't care if they, you know, if a venue's paying him 500K is because they know people are coming to see people are coming to see so you know what i mean like that's like the weird thing um i will bring up a, a funny insider story so i have a i won't name names get anyone in trouble but i have a, a, a famous family friend of mine um pretty well known in the uh in the industry when it comes to like uh behind the scenes engineer guitar playing and stuff like that so i was in the studio once with him and a very famous engineer it's like six years ago bro and we were just naming names and really me trying to be like nosy and like, yo, tell me about this yeah. guy. Is he gay? Like, just tell me about, you know, all this <laughs> shit. And I asked him about Rihanna. And bro, this dude could not have rolled his eyes quicker. He's like, bro, she is completely industry made or label made was more of his phrase. It's like, bro, they found a cute girl from the islands and just threw all the money at her because like, yo, we can make this into a star, right? So... Okay, so I wonder if there's a difference, you tell me, between an industry plant or is more that, like, is that more geared towards hip-hop that we have an issue with? You know what I yeah. mean? Because we don't really give R&B artists and singers issue when they don't write their own shit. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, they're singing, so who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? So I yeah. wonder if there's, like, a difference there um, when it comes to perception of, like, if it matters or not. Yeah, I do remember you brought up the Rihanna example. And I... I- there definitely is a distinction between like respect level for singer and rapper and like how much they do on their own. With Rihanna, I was actually listening to her music uh, a couple of days ago because my girl was playing it. And I was like thinking about how people pit her against Beyonce and 
personally, I prefer Rihanna's music. Um, and I think when it comes to, and obviously I know she has probably 15 writers and producers and shit, but when it comes to like what I tune into the music for is how like unique the sound is. Um, and I feel like I could never get my music like Rihanna's voice and whatever elsewhere. And that's what I love about her music. And then at the same time, there is like kind of what we were saying about with Drake, like with Rihanna, yeah, she's cute, but like there's still a level of talent like that comes from her voice and presence and all that stuff that like any random Caribbean girl can't do, even if they're pretty. Um, So I, I think at least from my perspective, being an industry plant is fine if the sound what you're bringing to the game is brand new uh more so as a singer because people don't expect them to do shit on their own really for the most part from a rapper's perspective i think if if that industry plant the the ingredients that go into it are writers then i think that's that's bad because it just waters down everything and it doesn't give people like an incentive to like want to try like yeah you're just gonna want to make some catchy shit that you know atlantic records or whoever can catch on to and then throw you money then over a certain point it's uh time like you're not gonna want to be authentic or talk about shit you're just gonna want to do what's easiest and you can vibe what you can vibe to which is kind of already what's happening now to be honest yeah which is why i think that the second part of that is probably like what as as the artist, what are you trying to achieve? You know what I mean? Are you just trying to get rich? Which again, power to you, right? Like I remember when I was reading Jay-Z's book, The Decoded, um, in college, he was talking about like um like the surge of rappers after him because like, yo, I can fucking I sell drugs, I can talk about it, like let me just fucking get rich off it, right? Like people didn't actually love the craft of making music, right? So Again, dude, I feel like that's always going to be around and that gets exposed over time where like, because again, if you're an industry plant, dude, the industry decides when you're uh, like marketable or not anymore, right? Like they decide, like they did not you anymore, right? Like you can't do what Mac Miller did, um, rest, is, right, or rest in peace to him, where it's like, bro, I don't go fuck who buys my shit. I'm going to put this out and I know my core fan base is going to love it. I feel like if you're an industry plant, you don't have a core fan base. Like, you yeah. either are a mainstream sensation or you are fucking out of business, bro. So, yeah. like, everything has to be a fucking top 10 hit. And, like, bro, that's not going to last when, like, the like you start becoming way too big. And then your label's like, bro, we can get someone and do this shit for, like, one-eighth of what we're paying you. So, good luck to you. Hope you saved your money. Like, we're out. And then, oh, by the way... We own all your shit. So yeah. if your shit comes back and is successful, <laughs> that's us. So like, you know, so it really is like what you want out of this shit, dog. So like, again, I, I don't get mad at industry plants. I, I don't want to offend any fucking rappers who you may have on this in the future or whatever. But like, you can tell, bro, who is like, who's doing this and like, who's mm-hmm. not, bro. So like. For sure. Yeah, I know a couple people, uh, artists I've come across on youtube and stuff who i've been watching and they've been blowing up and i i wasn't like a huge fan of their music but like when i listen to it i'm like oh there's a formula for this shit like someone at the label is like 
this is the hook and it's gonna fit this key that sounds like this song that was a hit three months ago and it's gonna have this vibe and you're gonna dress up this way and then this motherfucker has an album with featured with fucking every big artist in the game and I'm like nobody knows who you are unless they're like rolling loud addicts or some shit you know like every little artist and how Um, the fuck did you get these names on your album yeah and it's very clear and bigs up big ups to them but to your point, they this these individuals don't have that like die hardcore fan base that's gonna be with them fucking twenty years from now. Right. Right, 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 right. Exactly. Exactly. And what's crazy, I think time and if you go see this artist live and the artist talking about post Malone, like you can tell he's not an industry plant because there's just fucking the talent is just overwhelming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like consuming. But Everything you just said is kind of what's been the knock against him, right? If people, whoever wants to knock him yeah. is like, bro, like, I think it was funny because John Mayer, I think I mentioned before in the pod, like, John Mayer was on uh, the Hot Ones at Chicken Wing Show talking about music and eating chicken wings, whatever. But he was talking about, like, bro, I love Post Malone. But he also was talking about, again, shit the average fan. Again, I know you're not an average fan because you actually make music. But the average doesn't make music doesn't know. And he's like, if you listen to the majority of his songs, it's at this certain key range where if you do something repetitive enough, it's proven that it's been a hit for multiple artists. And he mm-hmm. was saying that Post Malone stays in that key range for like 90% of his music that he puts out. He's like, yeah, I love him to death, super talented, but he also, it's a business and he knows what the fuck he's doing. So again, that just might be a smart business move by him, right? Because... Again, he, I think he's proven that he has a core fan base, but the same way that Post Malone knows that shit at fucking 23 or whatever, you think these fucking industries and record labels don't as well? So that's why they, yeah. they keep fucking trying to find artists to do the same exact thing. And like, because they don't have the talent that Post Malone is, that they just recycle them and just get new ones and get new ones and get new ones. So yeah, bro, these guys know, like the same way there's analytics for fucking basketball about if you shoot a three, Blah, 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 blah. Like, these guys know, like, all right, if I get an artist to do this exact thing all the time, over and over again, I know I will get one song that will make up for the cost of the other thousands of artists that just yeah. didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah, if there's anything that sometimes doesn't sit well with me with Post Malone is sometimes his, uh, like, off-camera vibe doesn't seem to match his vibe on the track. Like, a lot of times when you hear him on the track, you're like, oh, this dude's... Uh, I don't think about the life is the right phrase, but, like, he just seems a lot more hip-hop-y and, like... Yeah, yeah, dude, that sucks. So, like, you don't want to ju- judge a partying. book by its cover, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, who to say are we that this fucking tattooed face, you know what I mean, guy who's always in, like, cowboy clothes is like this. But I'm like, yeah. bro, like... That's why I say he's so fucking talented because, like, he got people to see past that shit. But, yeah, I'm with you 100%, bro. Like, you want me to believe that this hillbilly-looking motherfucker it believes all the lyrics in White Iverson? Because I don't. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> but like, it's not even that. It's like, I mean, it is that. But it's also, like, when he's in interviews, he's like, oh, I listen to Bob Dylan and the Beatles and shit. And he made the comments about he doesn't want to be called a rapper and he doesn't like think hip-hop he thinks hip hop is uh uh he didn't say bad but he said like you shouldn't listen to it or some shit. Some so all that yeah. combined I'm like 
that makes me really think like, oh, is this straight up a business? You just know you do this shit super well. Kind of like us in a nine to five. Like, I know yeah. I do this shit well. It's not my passion, but these motherfuckers love it. So bro, that's, a great, that's a great point, bro. And this shit applies yeah. to everything. It's just different. It's just levels to it, right? Like, uh-huh. bro, like, I just met a guy at the wedding. I'm not going to name any names, but no, I, I just found out this guy's like top five French bulldog producers in the world. So... This Damn. guy probably doesn't care, like, of fucking, uh, you know, having, setting up, ma- like, mating with fucking dogs, right? Like, that's yeah. probably not his passion growing up. Like, yo, I'm going to make That'd sure. That'd be a creepy-ass passion if creepy you just love fuck, watching them, right? <laughs> but you find out you're good at it, and he's making money on a, it seems, an obscene level. So he's like, I'll just fucking do this. And then, you know, yeah. enjoy the rest of my life. So that's a great point, bro. Like, Post Malone is a good example. Like, maybe not an industry plant, but, bro, I think the music seems more like a business business for him than it does seem... At least, the, sorry, the music he's putting out yeah. seems more like a business to him than, like, I, I'm actually passionate about, like, yeah, bro, I wanted the baby feature because, like, I just love the way the baby... Like, I don't think so, bro. It just feels like... All right, who the fuck is famous right now? I'm going to have all <laughs> them on my shit. You know what I mean? Because, like, yo, when he did his most recent tour, bro, without the features, these songs are a minute and 10 seconds long. So yeah. there's Aerosmith no was the only one where I was like, all right, this motherfucker definitely, that was like a bucket list item for yes. him. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. was it? It wasn't no, Aerosmith. Not, it, was, not uh, Aerosmith. it was uh, the dude from MTV, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, yeah Ozzy Osbourne. Right, right. Yeah. For sure. That was a bucket list for him, bro. But, like, there's no way you're telling me you're just that moved, but you still make a song a minute and 10 seconds long. And the reason why I say that, because I remember XXS was making it, made it very clear um, early on that there was a, um, like, there's a loophole in the streaming numbers that, like, they just want to get the most plays. So if I make the song shorter, people will play it more. I got to make it catchy enough in that very short period of time for people to keep playing it over and over again. I'm just like, man, like... Fuck, and then you get this fucking Post Malone album and it's exactly what that is. So it's just like... Right. Again, love him to death. I think we both have made it very clear where fucking Post Malone stands, but like, I guess it's... As we're in this, and obviously as you're getting more in it from the other side, and like, not just the fan perspective, like, you realize, bro, like, this is all a business. So, which is why, maybe we need to give our flowers more to like the Drakes and the J. Coles and the Kendrick Lamars who seems like actually love this shit and like... Billionaire or not billionaire, I fucking love doing this, and I'm going to say true myself. Um, mm-hmm. Because as you start analyzing other artists who we love, you're like, yo, this is really just like a, a job to you. And get kudos to you that you figured out how to make a job into a fucking million dollar life. You and the re- your family for years to come, but like, it's not really like you're like you don't love this shit. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's kind of a. Uh tough to wrangle with that like if you do love the music to think oh this this artist doesn't really give a fuck about this he's just doing it because it it's catchy and might get some streams but i don't think any of them will necessarily admit it but at least as a listener i definitely as long as the product is good and unique then nine times out of ten i'm gonna vibe with it but that won't necessarily mean i'll want to go to your concert and wear your merch and all that shit so i think that's a whole different level that in like the industry plant dollars can't necessarily buy is like that authentic connection with your fan base and stuff it can't just be paid for memes and youtube yeah, yeah, and yeah. Shit. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, man. I, I think about to like, um, I'm not, I know I'm rocking the Knicks jersey because I'm fucking hyped about the playoffs. Um, but like, I go back to like NBA culture, bro. And it's like, uh, like there's a famous player. I don't know if you ever heard of like a uh, big shot, Bob, his name is uh, Robert Horry has like seven rings. Um, but mm-hmm. as like a role player in all these teams, he's always hit a big shot in his career, but he's never been the guy, right? He's never like Jordan or even like a Charles Barkley who has zero rings, but was the guy who is beloved by everyone in NBA galore, right? The so former it's like, Laker? Uh, Robert Horry? Uh, yeah, he was, was Laker that? one. Yeah, he was a yeah, Laker. Yeah. He was also a Spurs. He was also a Rockets. Like he's been on three different franchises and has won everywhere. Like he's always a good piece on a team. So it's almost like this, yep. bro. Like if you're like an industry plant, you're like, you may have the accolades, right? So like, it, but it's rare to have like be a Drake or Jordan or LeBron's where you have the accolades, but then people also look at you like, all right, but you're like one of the best, right? Like you like, so Robert Horry has all the accolades. Like, yeah, dude, like no one really has seven rings. Like it's not even a conference, but like you were just a guy, bro. Like you were just like, if you don't have everything else around you, like if you were the guy, you would have zero rings. So like, that's like right. kind of the the uh how i view the industry plant like discussion but like do you want to be the guy and then whatever happens happens or do you want to follow a business model that you know is proven to work but it will never let you become the true artist that people aspire to be but hey you'll be rich and you'll be loved so kind of like the do you want the fame or do you want the uh uh or the glory i guess would be a good phrase yeah i think that's a, a great way of putting it um yeah, everyone just really has to make the decision. I mean, that's why there's indie labels and major labels. The indie, obviously, is the tougher route, but you might be able to make, you know, $100,000 a year the rest of your life performing. And then the major label, you might make fucking $3 million in four years, but you blow it all because you think you're going to be around forever. And then forever. People, people don't even want to pay you 200 bucks to perform at their wedding. Yeah. You never had a fucking core audience. Right. So okay. yeah, that's good discussion. Uh, if you guys want to comment on that, definitely comment below. Um, what would you prefer? Do you just care about a good song or do you actually want to believe what you're listening to? So yeah, but to like my early point, it definitely, as we went through it, it definitely matters way more hip hop. Like it's a hip hop question. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause like, again, Beyonce, Ashanti, Rihanna, Christina Aguilera, Katy Perry, Dua Like, I could give two fucks to writing it. Like, this shit better slap, and I'll play it over and over again. So, yeah, it's definitely more of a hip-hop question for sure. Yeah. Um, speaking of hip-hop, again, excited about the Little Baby, Little Dirk release on Friday. Also, we're going to get DMX album Exodus on Friday as well. So, again, two more uh, hopefully legendary projects for us to listen to um, as summer starts heating up for us. Um, that being said, he of the week, and it was a slow week, but was there anything that stood out to you that you were like, you know what, this could be a, a, def- a banger for this summer? Yeah, so um, I I think I sent you one of those like YouTube channels I listened to before where uh, they kind of play trappy mashups of existing songs and stuff. Yeah, you I listen to it when I work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came across a, a song I liked, and I was like, "Oh, I want to, I want to listen to the original." Um, and I came across this artist named Knight Lavelle, and dude that. from Canada. He, his voice is similar to Pop Smoke and Rich Brian, but he definitely uh, 
sounded like that long ago. Like I went back to 2014. Okay. He wasn't just fighting. Yeah. yeah. So like if 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 it sound if it turned out he changed his voice like a year ago, I'd probably feel some type of way. But he's been like this from the start. Um, but he definitely doesn't do like the drill type rap. So that's also a good thing. It's not like you're just getting some watered down alternative. Um, in terms of the vibe of his music, it's similar. It's, it has a dark tone. It's similar to like ASAP and Travis, but again, like completely unique. And the song that caught my eye was called Contraband. Okay. Um, it's really hard to describe, but a nice banger, something to listen to uh, in the gym or if you're just riding around. Several other tracks um, across his, you know, three or four albums that he has on the plat on Spotify. Uh, and I'm sure on Apple Music as well that that were really good. So okay. I definitely check him out. Um, surprisingly, has a pretty massive following on Instagram. Again, oh, nice. I don't know with this whole perception shit, like what's real and what's not. What's real, what's not yeah, at all, dude. But, <laughs> Especially as we're getting more and more into doing this. Like, yo, like, I yeah. don't know what's real anymore. So I yeah. Like- um, but he's done, done some interviews with some pretty big interviewers um okay. i don't know their names off the top of my head but i'm like oh i recognize this chick like she's gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. done drake and this person so he definitely has a a following and i could see him um becoming something big in the future but it, it's always nice when i discover a new artist because you know there's only so many songs that the 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 mainstream top 15 people or whatever are gonna keep Produce. putting out yeah yeah 100 percent uh, so send me that for sure. I'll add a contraband uh, to the Apple playlist as well as you'll add it to the Spotify playlist. And side note, this is so fucking random. But when you said done, uh, done Drake, like, so I took it like fucked Drake. And the only reason why <laughs> I said that is because when I was watching the uh, billboard thing, my girl was still awake and she's like, oh my God, like Drake's son looks so cute. And I'm like, have you seen his mom? And then... <laughs> This in this moment, I realized like how close Gina and I have become in like the, the small pyramid together. Cause I'm uh-huh. like, yo, if you see the mom, you'll know why he nutted inside of her. And I was like, yo, did these words just come out of my mouth? Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> what did she say when you pulled no, up the dude, picture? No, it was nothing. It wasn't even like she didn't flinch. She's like, oh yeah, like she has to be cute. That's a cute baby. Yeah, yeah. Like, but I was like, yo. And then the next time when she's like, nothing to me, and then you say no, she's gonna be like, damn, like I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not as good as Drake, Drake's uh, yeah. baby mama. What the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. But uh, yeah, that was just a funny, uh, funny side note. Um, for me, so it's actually a song I didn't want to like. Um, well, let me pull it up real quick because I it was brought up on the breakfast TV song. I, no, there's no way. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard it. I think J. Cole actually has Dave East like his new video. And I'm like, uh-huh. I'm not watching it because of that. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like, <laughs> like fuck that, bro. I got no I got no respect for Dave East. Um, but uh 42 Doug uh dropped a song uh-huh. with Future called uh, Maybach. Bro, like I didn't want to like this because I was like, yo, I felt like 42 Doug was like, I know he's gonna like two songs little baby, and I'm like, it's gonna sound the same though. Like they're bro, pushing like, him hard. Pushing him hard, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like again. We kind of are seeing through the bullshit a lot. So I'm like, I know what's happening. But I'm like, fuck it, bro. Let it happen. Because, like, this song, like, slapped. <laughs> uh, when I heard it, I was like, bro, it's a fucking dope trap beat. Again, it has this, like, not, I'm not going to say the same as them, but, like, you can tell they know how to, his flow is very unique, and they do a great job of picking beats for him. But it could be him himself. But, like, his beat selection is primo, dog. 
So again, it just may it may be the same guy producing all his beats because like we gave Pop Smoke his accolades for doing that. So I have to do the same thing here as well. Like the beat is just fire, and then having Future on it just gives it that little extra oomph to you know make it a make it a summertime hit. So I really think uh, Maybach featuring uh, Future is going to be a big one for the summer. Nice. I'll definitely have to check that out. Yeah, send it to me. Um, yeah, we'll do. I heard one song from Forty Two Doug with Yo Gotti. Forget the name of it, but that one. I think Forty Two Doug is seen. a Yo Gotti artist. Okay, so then he, this was one of probably fucking thirty songs he has. With yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely dope. And then I was like, yeah, maybe I should check him out in the future. And then out of nowhere, this motherfucker's on feature on everything. I'm like, his label. Definitely Yo, and like through the cracks and did this. And then like he had like one of the top songs on the Little Baby album. Um oh, and yeah. then when Lil Baby dropped the deluxe, he also had like the one of the best songs on the deluxe version. I'm like, yo, this motherfucker can't miss right now, dog. So uh-huh. yeah, yeah. No, I he, again I know they're pushing him hard, but again, it seems that they might be pushing him hard because he actually is that good. Um because I've heard like right. four or five so they're songs. So they just putting more money behind him. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yo, like, wh- exactly. That just seems like a Proved good investment, himself. right? Yeah, like, it's like, yo, this yeah. is, like, it's what Dogecoin was. Dogecoin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just keep throwing money at it. Let's see what happens. Um, Doug coin? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Doug coin. Uh, hopefully, it's not fucking tank and uh, let me lose my house, but that's a, that's a side story. <laughs> um, bro, because I know this song was featuring Future. This is a complete side note, nothing to do with Heat of the Week. Did I send you the video? of Future talking to uh, Metro Boomin about, like, when he wrote, like, this song about fucking Scotty Pippen's ex-wife? No. Oh, my Definitely God, dog. I have to, to send you that, dude. Uh, <laughs> I might, we'll post it maybe in the link as well. I don't know, like, I'll teach me how to do that shit when I edit the video. But, bro, it essentially is him explaining that, like, he just finished fucking her and then was so inspired that when he says, I just fucked your bitch in my goop, that's in my Gucci flip-flops, that's about her. And, like, yeah. yo, Metro Boomin was just, like, in this... Yo, why is this so fire, dog? And then he explained to him the story, and there's, like, everything, like, that whole song is just, like, him so, like, motivated because he just did that. That, like, and yeah. Metro was just like, dude, what? why are you so, like, you know, fucking yeah, ready yeah. to go right now? Like, yo, it's just the best back and forth, bro. So I'll send it to you. Damn. That's so dope and so, like, shysty at the same time. So shysty. Especially because it's public, too. It's not like, oh, this is some private shit this dude can, like... Yeah, like... Imagine publicly someone famous fucked your girl. Yo, it's not some industry, like, secret. This is a fucking a meme every week about, you know, future fucking someone's girl, bro. Yeah, dude, this is... I'll send it to you, dog. Like, you're gonna sit back and be like, this is sensational. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, so yeah, I'll I send it to you, that. and then we'll, we'll figure out a way to post in the link um, as well. Cool. But um, all right, my dude, let the people know where to cash us and uh, what we got going on. Yes, sir. Check us out at audio-theory.com. We're on all major streaming platforms. Drop a new episode every single week, so tune in. Um, we also have a Spotify and Apple Music playlist, so you can check that out via the link as well. Um, yeah, don't forget to share, donate, subscribe, like, subscribe. Uh, I almost said subscribe. Yeah, subscribe twice. Create a a fake profile if you have to. Um, And tune in. Yep. Comment. And again, we're going to work on the merch. Um, So maybe in June, we'll we'll finally have that up and you'll see an episode of Plus is Rocking some fire merch you guys can buy. And we'll put that in the link below as well. But my guy, I'm glad you were feeling healthy 
after that second shot because I heard that shit was like the the one that really fucks you up. So yeah, um, you probably made just still have like antibodies and it was just like it wasn't that crazy. So, yeah. yeah, it wasn't that crazy. But um, I'm glad you're good, bro. Love you, and uh, we'll catch Love up soon. I'll see you next week to do it again. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace, bro.